Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we're kind of chilling out today, guys. Normally, we'd be doing shout outs to patrons and building your worlds. But today, due to some scheduling things, we're just going to do a cool little and and because y'all have been asking for it. We're going to be doing a world building jam where we basically roll everything randomly and create worlds on the fly as a cool little one shot. We've done this a couple times before. You can always go back and listen to those episodes. But if you really want to get us back on track with a regular series, you can always submit your concept and your proof over at worldbuildwithus.com where we can build your world if you just follow the links in the instructions and all that good stuff. If you want to follow us on social media, we're over on Twitter at Let's World Build. If you want to come join our Discord and chat about RPGs, world building, if you want to tell us about ducks, by all means, go ahead and click the link in the description and chat with us today or tomorrow, whenever you hear this, it's fine. And of course, if you, like so many of our patrons, are feeling particularly generous or just want access to our sweet, sweet patron-only episodes, you can always go to the link in the description for our Patreon where we give away free cool stuff all the time and do all this cool benefits. Enough with the shilling. Let's get on to the jam. Courtney and Daniel, so glad to be doing this with y'all. I feel like we haven't done one of these in quite a bit. Yeah, it has been a while, and I'm kind of looking forward to the the slight interruption from our normal programming. Agreed. I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's Daniel fun. literally uh-huh. just shows up like like a movie star, like hungover. <laughs> like, so what am I doing? What are my lines? Okay, cool. yeah, basically, and, like that's basically what happens. It's so day. true. That's literally the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for new listeners, if this is your first world building jam, the way that this works is we're going to do two or three world building jam sessions where we roll some dice, randomize everything, and then create a scenario or setting based on those those uh, dice rolls. So the first thing that we need to figure out that we're focusing on is the genre, which is going to be Golden Age Superheroes. So that can mean, oh, I, I will also extend that to Silver Age Superheroes as well. Uh, so we're talking early 1930s superheroes. We're talking maybe all the way up until the 1950s. So a decidedly retro style of superhero is what we're looking for here. Next, we're going to be doing the theme. And the theme today is going to be something forbidden. So we've got our theme. We've got our genre. And the first thing that we're going to be focusing on within our golden age superhero uh, setting about something forbidden is an artifact. Very appropriate for the time, I think. The only other thing that, well, oh, actually, let's jump right into it. Daniel, I know that you hate golden age superheroes, <laughs> so I'm actually going to start with Courtney today so Aww. we can maybe... Oh. Ease into it a little bit more. That's why did I hate Golden Age superheroes? You hate super. You hate anything with a cape, Daniel. Don't even what? get me started. I love superheroes. Batman's my favorite superhero. <laughs> Courtney, what are you going to start today? <laughs> <laughs> um. So with the the theme of something forbidden, and then the focus of an artifact. Right away, I'm thinking like that the artifact is the source of their power, but it's forbidden in some way or mm-hmm. is about to be used in some forbidden way. Um, not entirely sure where to go from that very broad idea, though. Ooh, I like but that. I, I li- yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this as well. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting um, like pulp hero vibes as mm-hmm. well, which yeah. is like the Phantom or the Shadow or something like that, where they have mm-hmm. just like a, a powerful, like a magic ring that gives mm-hmm. them powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daniel, why don't you take us with the, uh, the forbidden part? I feel like you, you dabble in the forbidden from time to time. <laughs> what are you, what are your thoughts about all this? My version of the forbidden is Coke Zero and whipped cream vodka. 
<laughs> that is that's not forbidden that's just cursed but anyway. <laughs> it's delicious my, it's delicious yeah so my thoughts um you said 1930s which made me think um or always that that those decades side by side um makes me think of uh something cthulhu-esque um and forbidden mm-hmm. makes me think that pulp mm-hmm. also makes me think that so i'm wondering if um perhaps there are some kind of uh weird implications with a capital w um, mm-hmm. to this object or perhaps the nature of their powers interesting so we're talking cthulhu heroes then like (laughs) cthulhu powered heroes which actually occult heroes basically Mm -hmm. which yeah i I, i'm super into i like this idea of like an entire superhero noir setting that is like yeah we we fight the night but we're also in danger of becoming it very often yeah Yeah. especially the shadow which is a really cool like the the um what do you call it the aesthetic of the shadow is really neat too Agreed. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad about Alec Baldwin, you know, in the movie <laughs> and stuff like that. But I, I agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea of like, if there's some supernatural, weird, bizarre force that's sort of endangering the earth or whatever planet we're on. And um, in order to combat that, people have to embrace these like dark, weird superpowers that mm. kind of make them verge on the edge of like going over to that side. So they have to like keep that balance going. Mm. So it's like this object is some form of incursion upon our, our existence in the sense that mm. it's alien, not literally alien, but it's alien to us. And we have to adopt its powers in order to combat whatever's arisen. Mm. Because yes. Of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also thinking that it might be interesting that, you know, you can't like find an artifact and then find another artifact and then mix and match those powers together. I feel like when you find an artifact and gain its power, you're also offering fealty to whatever ancient god is giving you that power, is ever empowering that particular artifact in some way. So it's not like you can go artifact hunting and become like an all-powerful like god being by being like, hey, mm-hmm. I've got seven rings of power, you know, like this is not what we're going for, you know. I wonder, um, if I like the idea of it being a singular thing, so I wonder maybe it's it's possible to splinter mm. it apart, and so like you're saying, each person may have a piece, and it it endows them with a specific ability that you can't mix and match. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like it's like a it's um it's like a statue perhaps or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that where yeah. each part of the statue imbues a different you know like mm-hmm. attribute onto the person using it. Yeah, like maybe it was shattered or something or yes. it's and people have taken pieces of it and that's how they have individual powers, you know, which also mm-hmm. lends itself to um, the like early 20th century kind of um, pulp um, treasure hunting. feel. Yes. you get out of a lot yes, of settings. Absolutely. I was thinking that as well, like yeah. that it's definitely got like a treasure hunter vibe to it, which I can very much appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um I was also thinking, and this is going to sound a little silly here, but I mean, it's it's a good show, I think. Uh, but it also kind of reminds me of Jackie Chan Adventures, uh, which is an oh, old, I never saw that. It's an old animated either. show where they 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 basically the first season is them tracking down these pieces of the Chinese zodiac, and each talisman gives you a power related to each zodiac animal. Mm. And it's all part of a greater thing that it, it comes together to resurrect this ancient god. And, you know, it's obviously oh, cool. like goofy and animated, but it's also like that's that's kind of like a vibe that we can kind of got going here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also I, I think I appreciate the idea of like an, a, a statue a little bit more. Um, mm. But my question becomes, right, like if we have a statue. Um, two questions. Number one. How do we prevent it from getting broken up even further and imbuing some of that power? And number two, what happens when you bring all the statue pieces together? I have a feeling that maybe it's not fully broken, like you're saying. Like, and it, there's a little, let me take a step back. I have a feeling that the suggestion of a statue makes me think of um, something cultural that's been recovered or lost. So mm. I wonder if, like, the discovery of the statue is part of what precipitated this. Like, it was something from the past that's been unearthed or something, like from maybe mm. a previous culture, rather than it being 
your classic, this is an alien thing from Cthulhu. Um, mm. But to answer your question, I wonder if maybe like either the bad guys or someone has the majority of it mm. and the pieces that are being recovered, the heroes have collected these pieces. Or maybe the, the, main, the main statue is someplace either inaccessible or dangerous. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Okay. Oh, 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 I mean, we, we can do something like these are pieces broken from a statue in the original statue where these pieces originate is like on a completely different, you know, like oh. dimensional play. Like it's in the yeah. dreamlands basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I'm getting um, Lazarus kind of feels from Batman and um, what's his name? Uh, Rachel ghoul um, yeah. kind of, but, but with like astral stuff. So a little bit of Dr. Strange weirdly, you know, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, or Dr. Fate, if you want to keep it within yeah. DC. Right. Like um, um, I'm, I'm thinking also of like Madame Blavatsky and like the, the Church oh, yeah. of Thelema and all of that kind of like cult stuff, which I think I, I mean it might be a little bit old, younger or older than where we are time period wise. But it, I think the obsession with ghosts and the occult aligns with the idea of like a parallel plane or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that works really well with what we've got going on here for sure. So I I am still a little bit hesitant to jump into like parallel planes because we have done that a fair amount on the show Um, yeah i mean it doesn't have to be parallel it can just be like an extra dimensional like cthulhu realm or something like that yeah because when 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 i would say that our trope is multiple planes of the same existence so it's like we look at you know like side by side and this Mm -hmm. is not a parallel plane this is like a nightmare realm of like the outer god's creation you know it's it's not a it's not a a separate dimension one step over from us i gotcha so it's almost like teleporting into an entirely different environment it's it's like opening the gate to carcosa that's that's how i want to approach it yeah i mean if we if we roll with your hesitation just to see where it goes (laughs) sure um because i I like both of these ideas but i'm wondering Mm. i want to see what what courtney's suggesting like if it's Mm. not an other realm I wonder if like this statue, like if it's from a previous culture, mm-hmm. how can we make its 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 origins weird, like in the capital W without yeah. putting it in other realms? So, I mean, I think it's doable, but I'm curious what we could do with that if we went that way. I'm thinking like Lost World kind of thing, like um, Lost Continent or like Hollow Earth. Within, yeah, thing. Hollow Earth. Oh, and maybe it's like some like split off from humanity's evolution so there's like human-ish things there but not quite and they're like just weird enough that maybe they've i don't know evolved some sort of magical abilities or some weirdness that i mean if we want to keep it within if we want to keep it within the dagon family why not just have it be like deep sea realms or Mm -hmm. something like that yeah that's always fun I like I like that because then it's mm-hmm. like it's merging the other realm idea, right? The, the weirdness of it with mm-hmm. it being more physically part of this world. So if it was like a lost culture that's an offshoot of humanity, which is freakish, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Whether it's like in the ocean or a hollow earth or it's like in a cave someplace mm-hmm. or it's ancient Egypt under the desert. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the 1940s did have like several undersea superheroes that were yeah. like surprisingly mm-hmm. like influential and important during the time. Oh. So. We can kind of have that like play a role as well, where we've got our own Atlantis or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, much darker. Like I, I would much prefer to do something like, you know, like the Dagon esque mm-hmm. style that we've got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spookier. So, oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. thinking like I, I want if we're doing Golden Age superheroes. Normally, mm-hmm. that often comes off as like hokey. I yeah. want this to be like, nah, this is like pulp superhero type situation. Yeah, I know down mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm more interested in like in kind of pursuing an occult side. Um, the other thing that I was thinking that we could, and this is one of my personal favorite tropes, and I don't think I bring it up very often, but I love the idea of an object that just appears. Like it, it, people think that they own it until it like just suddenly disappears one day mm-hmm. and randomly shows up somewhere else. Like, on the other side of the world. Um, you know, this, this idea that this object is being called to certain places, or, I mean, if we want to go into like dimensional sliding, then that's basically what's happening where it's slipping in between our world without really even knowing what's going on. So maybe like the, the fractured idol or whatever we're going with here, like chooses who it selects to be Uh... powered by it. 
like it appears to them basically mm-hmm. I, I don't want to I, I don't want it to be about choice though I almost want it to be about happenstance where it's like the idol essentially offers you a choice like do you want this you're gonna have to show devotion to the idol and then it's it's up to the person to make that choice rather than being chosen by this idol I itself. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I wonder um, to make that work. If, if um, what I'm thinking is like the, the idol is in a particular place physically, but perhaps mm-hmm. it projects like it's, it's, it's presence to those who mm-hmm. like it wants to tamper with in this Ooh. way. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. And maybe part of the the call to the heroes is that they've encountered the idol and they've taken up its call. They know it's dark power, but they also have their own private goal that they're trying to use with that power. But of course, using it too much is what, what could corrupt them. You know, I, I, then I could see both villains and heroes having seen the idol, but they haven't actually physically gone to it. Okay. Okay. That's really cool. Can can we like ad- I think I have an idea that's like that where maybe you're just walking down this alley and all of a sudden there's a door that you've never seen before despite the fact that you've walked by this alley every night for the last mm-hmm. 15 years mm-hmm. and you're like what's that about and you open it and all of a sudden you're in this space you're in whatever our version of Ryla or like Carcosa is there is the idol and then like it's basically a treasure room and you pick mm-hmm. and you can pick whatever object you mm-hmm. want and then it's like a monkey's paw slash like weird blessing of like all right here yeah. you, you just so you just so happen to get this thing mm-hmm. and like and so there's this weird kind of uh, again if you want to say capital w weird mm-hmm. like concept and everyone has gone to the treasure room of this ancient deity and it it seemingly it, it it doesn't seemingly have a conscience, right? So mm-hmm. it's giving these gifts to evil people and good folks, mm-hmm. and then it's making the the people make the choice to do with th- their power, their items of power, whatever they want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like the psychoportative aspect of it. That like you don't really know if you physically traveled to this other realm, but you've emerged and this thing is manifested, right? Exactly. Like you mm-hmm. open the door, yeah. and we don't know if that's metaphorical or literal but you've come back with something physical. Right. You know? Like yeah. cinematically, I'm thinking, you know, you're standing, you walk down the alley and you like open the door, you pick up this, this amulet. And then someone mm-hmm. says, Hey, and it snaps you out of it. And yeah, you look exactly. down, there's yeah. no door and you just have an amulet in your hand. You're like, and it could be different for each mm-hmm. hero. Like someone maybe went in their basement or someone was exactly. like, yeah. on a cruise, yes. you know, like it's, I, it's I, literally any door or portal can just uh-huh. suddenly be mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah. Right. That's super cool. One thing I, I think would be neat if we want to call back to, to the Lovecraftian feel of discovery is um, I, I think something must have precipitated these doors being openable now mm-hmm. and the, and the, and the being or whatever it is um, reaching out to people. And I wonder if there was like an expedition that precipitates the story mm-hmm. perhaps to where this artifact actually is. And their doomed expedition is like what opened the first door Ooh, yeah. that now invites, because mm-hmm. now it's in the world and knows of the world again. Okay. All right. cool. yeah. I've, I've, I've got an idea here. So, the expedition that opens it, it's like, okay, there is a portal that, or, or there is, and I mean portal, not in like a magical sense, but in like a physical, it's like a door or something actual like that, right? giant yeah. door or something. Right. And so the first portal is open and there are these massive, like, I, I'm thinking like antediluvian style, you know, yes. where it's like <laughs> immense uh-huh. and like maybe like made of some kind of weird stone, stone yeah. all that stuff. Non-Euclidean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So like they get beyond the first portal and then that's where Which the is conflict Rhymenian, happens. To be clear. Sorry. It's what? Non-Euclidean is Rhymenian to be clear, but it's oh, sorry. Well, mean to of course. There. Yes. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Thank you for tossing your um actually into the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, so, so we get <laughs> past the first one, which opens the door spiritually, right? It is like they, mm. the, you're, you're opening you're, you're allowing this presence to seep into the world. That's what opening the first portal does. And then that's where the drama and that's where the betrayal and that's where all of this bad stuff happens where the, the, the villain reveals himself and then the hero, obviously 
there's conflict. And instead of like sealing it back up, maybe they kill them. They kill each other. And so they can't close that door back. And it's just leaking this kind of influence into our physical realm. Mm -hmm. And so for the good folks, obviously it might be a good thing to find that area and then seal the portal again to make Mm -hmm. sure that no more of this influence leaks into the world. Mm -hmm. But to others, it's like, I don't, care about that i enjoy having superpowers and it and yeah. it might not be even an evil thing necessarily mm-hmm. it's like they, they might be able to justify it in saying i feel like i'm doing more good with these powers than not right yeah i mean you end up creating to a, a mystery which is essential i think to pulp like you mm-hmm. have oh, heroes yeah. who don't understand why they've all found this door and so they've got to figure it out and i also like the idea that you said of um in the expedition, some sort of betrayal that creates mm-hmm. the initial villain, and mm-hmm. that villain is b- trapped beyond that door in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe yeah. that villain is helping to reach out to people too. You know, maybe maybe the Ooh. god isn't necessarily the one that's trying to corrupt people because like he, the villain is somehow trapped or something. Mm-hmm. Like he's that. the one, or she's the one making the doors in the first yeah. place. Like just try, and it's not even like a. They're not trying to like give powers it's almost Mm -hmm. like please just like stay here and look for me like right try to figure Mm. out where i am so if if that's the case it might not even be the villain it might Mm. be the hero who's like i'm trapped here please come find me oh like the xavier that's kind of neat that could be cool too like it's a disembodied professor Mm -hmm. x who's creating all these heroes but he's not quite he's kind of like not a good guy but he's not a bad guy Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and then the the dark force that empowers him is is the is the negative aspect that that is questionable, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we've got such a strong sense of what we're talking about here so far. Mm-hmm. Uh one thing that I want to talk about before we transition into a twist because we still have twists to go through here. Um what are what are the main antagonists going to look like? Are they just other you know, like relic powered super baddies or is it something else? Are they literally fighting, you know, like gugs and yith hounds and stuff <laughs> like that? Uh, what what are we thinking about that? I mean, it could be a mix of like baddies with relics and also maybe having this rift open has allowed creatures from below to like start coming up mm. and terrorizing humanity. Um, so that's also what they're fighting against, trying to like preserve the peace, essentially. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sure, they could have both like creepy monsters, like you said, and regular mm-hmm. people who have become villains. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and of course, then we can get it. And and this is the thing that like modern readers often forget. Uh, comic books have always been hyper political, like literally always. There are early Superman uh, comics of him talking openly about political corruption and him fighting corrupt landlords. Like that is instilled Mm. within the genre and like is a major part of that kind of subgenre, right? Like that's, that's what it's about. And I think that we could easily add in some, some stuff like that. Like maybe we can add in a subplot about like union, uh, union laborers on strike or something like that. (laughs) And then there's like, the union busters just so happen to be empowered by Cthulhu or something like that. Uh, just, just tossing it out there. I think that that kind of stuff is really intriguing and fun to me because again, historically it often gets lost in the books where it's like, no, in the 1930s, there was this massive push for socialism that we just forgot about or gets buried beneath Mm -hmm. the literature and like the glitz of the Gilded Age, essentially. Um, I mean, on the subject of, of villains and also a political angle, I can see um, there being um, some sort of organization that's trying to figure this out as well. Maybe it's from the government. Maybe it's a private organization that's trying to collect mm-hmm. artifacts, kidnap mm-hmm. um, artifact users to understand the power. You know, that would be so you'd have like you have kaiju monsters, you've mm-hmm. got bad artifact user villains, and then you could have like government agents, you know, or oh, yeah. corporate agents. I don't know whatever organization. I mean, yeah. I mean, to your point about like politics, like when I one of the uh, one superhero movie uh, shows I loved growing up was like um, the X Men cartoon. Um, oh yeah, the the yeah. original one, I mm-hmm. guess, is the '90s one. Um, you know, that one really brought to bear the kind of '60s civil rights ideas mm-hmm. that were you know born in the comics, which I didn't grow up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good question for us too. Is like once we have this twist and we figure this stuff out, like is there a theme? 
like a, a, a political or social theme mm-hmm. we can attach to Ooh, it yeah. and how would yeah. that change the, the stories great great point daniel also mm-hmm. what are you talking about the x-men have never explicitly been political ever at any point <laughs> during their run i don't know what you're talking course. about of course i've never read a comic book of course what are you talking about like i learned all my comic stuff from the cartoons because i was not a comic book reader so uh-huh. that's where i got my stuff from uh i i was the obnoxious kid in like fourth grade who had like the fleer cards and stuff like that and learned what the word omnipotent meant because I was reading like, <laughs> I was reading like, uh, oh, what is it? The Infinity Gauntlet series by Jim Starlin at the time. Uh, Jim Sterling at the time. No, Starlin, Starlin, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to the twist. <laughs> yes. I feel like the twist is a good place to be right now. So let's roll the die and see what we end up with. All right. So our twist is kill or revive a major character. Mm-hmm. I think my brain immediately goes to one of the uh, villain or hero that was that died during yeah. the initial opening of the portal. That because literally those are the only characters that we have right now, and they do seem major. So I think that works mm-hmm. pretty well, all things considered. Agreed. Oh, what if um, what if the villain, in an effort to come back, sort of puts themselves into one of the horrible creatures oh and like that's how they regain their physical form because they're like so desperate to like escape where they are that they're like fuck it i'm just gonna put myself into this freakish monster i freaking love that yeah Mm -hmm. uh i i'm also thinking like as there's an alternative to that and hear me out maybe they imbue themselves into one of the magical items and the more that person uses that item, the more the lich's phylactery mm. kicks in. And so they start becoming that other person. Mm-hmm. And if we like, if you want to really crank up the body horror aspect of that, oh boy, mm-hmm. that can be pretty fucking brutal. Especially if, like if it's like the gender switch happens and you're literally like sloughing off parts of yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. How I horrifying mean, is that? You can yeah. have both. Like, I like the idea of yeah. the Jekyll and Hyde guy corrupted mm-hmm. by the artifact, but I also like the idea of someone literally putting their their spiritualness into yeah. a giant kaiju yes. <laughs> escaping into the world. And what if we do it, like, flip it around? So, like, the villain mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. is trying to take over a person and the hero is I'm in so the glad kaiju. you said that, Courtney. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So the villain is, like, said. kind of, like, subtle and, like, sneaking uh-huh. in, basically. And yeah. the hero just fucking, like, bursts out of the ocean. As, like, yeah. Yes. It's, like, yeah. trying to oh my God. with its yeah. 17 mouths. Yeah. And it's, like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, hold on. I will, can we... I, can we step back? Just I want to make mm-hmm. sure I have the details right. So yes. we have an expedition group go into the portal originally, open the door. Mm-hmm. Um, they betray each other. This is the hero and the villain, right? The main hero and the main villain. Mm-hmm. So the Xavier and the whoever his parallel is, the Magneto, the Magneto or someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I don't think a Magneto works in this case. So let's I know. Go I'm Mr. just trying Sinister. to think of something. Yeah, Mr. Sinister. Someone evil, because <laughs> yeah. Magneto I actually like. So so <laughs> you should so, like Magneto. He's I love right that. He's my time. fucking Sometimes. favorite dude. He is my favorite yeah. dude next time. Okay, so anyway, so Xavier, so Xavier is the good guy. So that means he's the one who put himself in the beast and mm-hmm. is escaping into the ocean. Yeah. Whereas the villain who um, maybe they're both murdered. The villain is the one who's reaching out to the yeah. other heroes. Mm-hmm. And he's the one giving them pieces of the statue because he wants to take over one of their bodies or maybe yeah. all yes. of them at once in the end. Mm-hmm. That may be his plan. Oh. So mm-hmm. now you've got heroes who are like, they've got to listen to the giant Kaiju. That's their yeah. sensei. It's a giant fucking Kaiju. <laughs> and you have the evil, the evil professor X who is like sinister, like giving them powers yeah. and talking mm-hmm. to them from the shadows. Wow. This is dope. I love that. Yeah. I, is, I, I, lo- yeah. I love this concept. It's super creepy too. Like you gradually uh-huh. start hearing this voice in your head oh, and yeah. you're like, am I going crazy or is this actually yeah. happening? Oh man, that's great. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. This is mm-hmm. really, really good. I love this so much. Mm-hmm. And and again, when you put it all behind like a superhero veneer, like that's even more fun to me, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, it, oh God, that's good. That's really fun. Okay. Um, 
I, I'm also just thinking of like the order of Dagon or the good guys for once, you know, because yeah, it's like right? this massive undersea monster is like, guys, no, seriously, we've got to stop. <laughs> I mean, we've got to stop. <laughs> I, I can imagine the first, like the opening episode might be the heroes who have adopted their powers, right? They're just learning their powers. Mm-hmm. And this fucking kaiju attacks their city. <laughs> And they've got to fight it, right? Because it's rampaging. It's trying mm. to get to them. But they don't realize it's not attacking their city. Mm. It's actually trying to stop something that's going to attack their city. Ooh, so they're yeah. engaging yeah. with it. Yeah. And then some other fucking crazy thing happens that they have to deal with. <laughs> and they actually ally with it, you know? Yeah. Can we yeah. de-kaiju it as well? So, like, when when you say kaiju, that's, like, stories and stories yeah. tall, right? Exactly. I want something monstrous, but maybe, like, a gorilla and a half in terms of size. Can it size. grow and shrink like Apocalypse? Mm. Uh, because I sure. want it to literally knock over buildings in the beginning. <laughs> and then like when they fight it and they knock it out and they have a conversation with it, like shrinks to normal giant size, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay. Also, Because that's the craziness of it. Imagine the costumes that are here. So gonna- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. I, I, I'm thinking like, you're basically two steps away from Indiana Jones. And it's yeah. like, all right, there we go. That's what we look like. Well, with know? powers. Uh-huh. Oh, we, I also don't want to lose that too of, I think the government agents are a good wrinkle to add. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know yeah. if they should be corporate agent because that's why we need the theme first. But I want mm-hmm. this like third party agency, right? That's trying to solve this, but they're not necessarily the good guys or the bad guys. Mm-hmm. It could be like the classic they're trying to harness the power for themselves kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. like they have something it. corrupt too you know yeah. and and mind you this is before like the the creation of the cia and like right where where america basically went full evil you know where it's like this is before mk ultra this <laughs> is before like i mean like i'm not saying that they were good guys back then but they were certainly less like demonstrably less evil than like hanging with Nazi scientists and, right. you know, like Operation Paperclip and stuff like that. So I'm right? thinking like mm-hmm. some kind of in the neutral spectrum. Yes. Like they're not, yeah, you can't yeah, trust yeah. them because they're working for some group really in the end. Whereas if the heroes wanna... are trying to save the world. You mm-hmm. know? Right. I, I think that if we were to approach this in like terms of alignment, they'd be lawful neutral, but yes. that lawful neutral mentality often leaves them blind to what yes. is obvious mm-hmm. that's going on. You 100%. Know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Ooh, I love that. I love that so much. It's so good. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, somebody steal that and do something with it, please. Because that sounds fun as hell to me. I'm going to steal it. Next chance I get, definitely make an OSR game out of that. <laughs> I, I'm really curious to see how OSR handles supers in general. So that's, I want to do a variant. Amazing. I want to do a supers variant where like stats are a little bit different. But that's mm-hmm. on, my, it's on my list. Supers variant. Daniel, your Sounds list fun. is, it's so, it's so it's fucking, long, It's fucking years long at this point. I got to do the sci-fi variant first, then I could do the supers variant. Oh my God. All right. Okay. I feel like we found a good place to stop with our fucking dope Cthulhu occult hero, superheroes from the 1930s. So I think it's time to roll some more dice and see where we go with the second part of this jam. How do we feel about that? Um, I mean, the one thing we didn't do is talk about what social justice issue, like this superhero mm-hmm. thing, is connected to. Because usually, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. theme there that we're one. going for, yeah. Okay. I mean, like the easy one, I think, is climate change, right? But that, I feel like we've done that a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. A with that. more prescient one right now is abortion rights. But then, mm-hmm. okay, how do you make that to superheroes? So my thought is, you know, the legal basis for abortion rights, at least in some discussions, is like privacy rights for the individual and control over your own body. So mm-hmm. maybe there's something we can do with that. I Yeah. I feel like the bodily control thing could definitely play a role, especially if like the villain figure that we have is trying yes. to like mm-hmm. enter people essentially and like take them over. That's what I was oh, thinking yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Like the thematically, that is fairly appropriate mm-hmm. to what we're mm-hmm. dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the agency kidnapping people, you know, and mm. experimenting yeah. on them. It's all maybe body horror is a big part of how it's presented, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I like that. And of course, we can deal with like the prescient, you know, like problems of the age, which is, you know, like mm. feminism as well. Like not yeah. doing so great mm. back in the 1930s. Yeah, exactly. yeah you can yeah. focus on that. Yeah, we're yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can, can we really just nail this home and say... Um, the main villain is a man and all of the heroes who are able to access this door are women. Oh, like arbitrarily make that the thing. And so like, that's it's a cool. lot more thematically appropriate. 
Mm-hmm. I like, like he's, that. He's trying to control them through. Yeah. Literally idea. controlling yeah. them through this. Like, yeah, and that's like a deeper and, metaphor for, you know, political control. Yeah. Maybe he's even doing that on purpose because he knows that they won't be taken as seriously Ooh, as yeah. men uh-huh. would be. Yeah. And oh then, my God, and, that's perfect. Yeah. That works really well. And and now and then when you add in the government, it is even a little bit more sinister uh-huh. element compared mm-hmm. to how it used to be. Maybe they because, have a breeding program, like they want yeah. to try and replicate their oh, powers. Was and just genetic. Yeah. Was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is genuinely. <laughs> That's still, oh man, Jesus that takes Christ. it to the next level. And yeah. I I, I think if I were to run it, I would probably tone down that part <laughs> yeah. because, like, that's a, that's pretty fucking dark. Even for it me. would be like everyone has to make a female player player character, which is kind of cool. I think. I think. Yeah, I think that yeah. part is actually really fun. Like, yeah, I, I like it's that all women like superhero team, you know. And, mm-hmm. and the monster yeah. is also a woman, the giant monster, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it uh-huh. would also speak to you know, like, what does the power dynamic then look like, and mm-hmm. and how threatening are these women to general like change and stuff like that? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like they're going to be looked at, you know, like they're these masked vigilante women. Like, oh, that's right, even scarier it's even, to the authorities, it's cool. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they're they're definitely outcasts, you know? Oh hell so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they're, man. They're just hysterical, need to be locked up. For yeah. <laughs> How many of them have been lobotomized? Like, oh, oh, seriously. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's what the government's doing. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. kinds of experiments you're, you're on wrong. Yep. Yeah. Um, actually, there is so much interesting role play that you could do if you were to run this as like a role playing game, because mm-hmm. then you could be like, I'm playing like, the daughter of a very powerful political entity Mm. and like i literally cannot get caught or i will probably be like stripped of all autonomy and probably will bottomize like jack the archetypes for an rpg alone are just great huge you know so they're ripe rosemary kennedy right oh sorry yes rose yeah yeah, i said jackie didn't i yeah yeah no yeah it was it was rose yep yeah which is terrifying story by the way if if oh boy yeah if you want to feel sad yeah Wow. Yeah, it's it's real bad. Um, yeah. Like, like I said, if you want to feel sad, look that up and look mm-hmm. what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. I mean, if you don't want to feel sad, don't. Yeah, just, just don't. Yeah. It's, Maybe just yeah. don't do that. All right. I mean, now I'm sad, but <laughs> I'm also happy that we circled back and talked about this theme because I yeah. think that it's far more interesting now. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's and, and oh, there's just so much cool shit that we can do with this. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. The only the only thing I would add is like usually like from a, a world building or a creative writing perspective, like my advice has always been like don't think about the theme, build the thing, and then the theme will arise. But in this particular case, I think the genre demands that you yeah. consider the theme because yeah. superhero yeah. justice is about justice, right? Yes. Usually. So then you've got to figure that out. Whereas like if you're writing some other story, the theme might come after you have all the ideas in place and you don't mm-hmm. want to force it. But here, I think it's really helpful because we just transformed the thing to the next level. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. And and I mean, what you always say and, and something that I often like tout as well is you don't want to hit someone over the head with yes. your theming, right? No two and by I feel like, <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah, right. And I think that with this in particular, you can do it in so many interesting, nuanced mm-hmm. ways that like you like – they can see the two by four, but yeah, they don't like, necessarily get hit over. The and it's fun. Like, like the superhero makes the two by four fun. Yeah. Like you yes. kind of want to be hit with yeah. it because the, exactly. the heroes usually has a name that's ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. it's the intricacies, like you're saying, that get you to accept that kind of crazy premise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think with superheroes, like it is often like. Do you get it? This is an allegory. And I think, like, <laughs> in, in that way, it's actually totally fine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, we need to move on. Yeah. Like, we, the, uh, like I, we could literally just do an entire episode about this setting, but we, we should try and get one more in there because I feel like there's some gold. We're just waiting in mm-hmm, those dice mm-hmm. rolls, right? Let's do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So, roll number two. The genre that we're going to be working with is. Okay, I have to re-roll that. It's a cult detective. We literally, <laughs> we basically just did the exact same shit. So let, we're just let's going to do re-roll. the same thing, but from yeah. the government's point yeah. of view. Oh yeah, that's okay. There, okay, there we go. Oh, Courtney, God. we did it. Yep. Courtney did it in one roll. We don't need to worry about anything else. Okay, <laughs> that's fast. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest world we've ever built. Uh-huh. Okay, the genre that we're working with is. 
okay, Th- this is adjacent, but I think far enough away. We're working with capital W weird fantasy here. And I know that we had a little bit of that in the previous one, but I think that we can definitely shoot off in another direction mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. Uh, especially when the theme is growth and expansion. Hmm. And the first already. And then the first thing that we're going to be focusing on is a moment of triumph. So we had Courtney start us off last time. So obviously that means that Daniel, you're going to kick us off with this one. We've got weird fantasy capital W we've got a theme of growth slash expansion. And then we've got a moment of triumph as the thing that we're focusing on. So kick us off, Daniel, what do we got going on here? Weird fantasy. So to me, that's, that's something like, um, in the realm of like a dying earth or like Conan, um, the weird stuff of in Conan. Um, I, I was going to say Conan is definitely more sword and sorcery. It's sword and sorcery, but thinking genre. like the, the kind of the reinvented ones of it. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And expansion. What's that one again? Uh, the growth and expansion. Growth yeah. and or expansion. In a moment of triumph. Um, Yeah, I I want to put I want to give it a setting that's odd, right? So mm-hmm. I don't want to go in the direction of like something like a dying earth or something like a um what's it Terry Pratchett kind of weird. <laughs> I know Perdido that's not Capital. Street Station, for example. Yeah, or Perdido Street Station. Like I know that's that's not quite what what it is, but you know what I mean. Like it's kind of bonkers. Like I don't want to go to that realm. So mm-hmm. maybe um we can also set this like in a modern day thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a minimum, I don't know how to deal with the three themes yet, but I just feel like I want to subvert the expectation that this is going to be in a fantastical realm. So let's put I it in you. regular modern day Earth. So how do we make it weird then, if that's the mm-hmm. case? Um, so with a the theme of growth and, and or expansion, immediately I was thinking like fungus, like fungal growth, mm-hmm. which is also pretty weird. I, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but that's just what popped into my head. It's a little game called The Last of Us, Courtney. Mm, that's yes, that's yes. where you're thinking. Yeah. I'd like to avoid zombies, I think. but I agree. And technically they're not zombies, I think. They're just, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. We've got growth and expansion. Courtney wants mushrooms for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> those are pretty freaky. Those, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, so growth. So I think those are connected. If it's something like some plant-based biological infection or something, that's it's, it's sort of what you're suggesting. It seems mm-hmm. like that might be the element of growth and expansion, right? Yeah. Is it a bad thing? Probably because it's new. It's weird with a capital W, as opposed to new weird. Can we? Um, well, mm-hmm. well. When I say weird, it can also be new weird. I just want it can to be new weird because okay. Okay. Yeah. there's a big difference. That's why I wanted to ask. Because like, just for the listeners who may not know the difference, like, capital W weird is primarily about like the oppressive uh, apathy of a cosmic uh, uh, meaninglessness to the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas new weird takes that and reinvents on the premise, so it could be positive. Like Perdido Street Station has mm-hmm. some actual themes that are positive, as opposed to you know, H.P. Lovecraft, who does not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm. Um, yeah, so so we can do either weird or new weird. How about okay. that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel, eh, Courtney? I'm going to guess it's the first one. <laughs> um, I what, mean, why do you say that, Daniel? I don't know. <laughs> no, I was I was honestly, like, thinking new weird when you said weird fantasy. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm cool with cool. that direction. Are we also aiming for a jungle setting in this one? Or are we no, trying to hold off on that I, one for now? I think we can bypass the jungle. Concrete <laughs> jungle. Concrete jungle. Uh, okay, can, can I throw out my weird up. idea that I had, by the way? Sure. All right. We're, we're talking about growth and expansion. We're talking about the modern age, right? I'm thinking, and I don't know why I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that humans are literally building a second planet that is currently attached to their first one oh. right now. <laughs> Neat. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Like, like it's like, whatever, we're just building it. And like we, mm. we ran out of space, so they're literally <laughs> building a second planet uh-huh. next, to, cool. next door. 
Mm-hmm. Can they be using the fungus somehow to do yeah. this? That's that what I was be, thinking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like because, it's like, um, like I'm thinking like it's some kind of fabrication material. Yeah. It's biological. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Like you can kind of mold it to be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And, and they're and they're like shaping it. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we've got a continent on there right now, mm-hmm. you know. And and fungus is also a good thing to have because it's like maybe this particular fungus is like uh completely resistant to certain, you know, like whatever. It can work the fun. in space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. getting at. Like it doesn't it's necessarily like fucking, need its atmosphere. Yeah. What are those? It's like tardigrade level. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was trying <laughs> to think of. Yeah. I, my brain just would <laughs> not work. Yeah. Guys. I, this might be dumb, but I I just bought a t-shirt that I like from this, and it's making me think of this. I, did, I know I said a modern, normal Earth setting, but can we somehow make this Mario-esque? <laughs> okay, sure. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I'm totally expansion, fine with I'm this. I'm thinking like, like, you know in video games how you keep building the side-scroller, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm getting this feel with the mushrooms, granted that's literal, of like... <laughs> Maybe the realm that's but the other space that's being built isn't as concrete <laughs> as we're used to, you know? What do you mean by that? Um, like, because we have a mo- where we're expanding from is something we know and understand as the regular mm-hmm. real world. Maybe what we're expanding into with this mushroom stuff is less like the, the world we come from in some way. It's fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. Mm. So instead, so it's maybe like an entire world built on fungus, for example. (laughs) But maybe there's something like also um, about the way of life there that's going to be very different. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's you've entered the mushroom kingdom, the rules are different kind (laughs) of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. It might be too strange. I'm just I think it'd be funny if we had some kind of Super Mario aesthetic to this. (laughs) Okay. In the original, like pamphlets for super mario and stuff like that uh-huh. uh all of like the blocks in the coins and stuff like that i'm pretty sure sh- in the trees and stuff which is why they all have faces i'm pretty sure that they're all like it, i know they retconned this out of it because it is very grim but uh everything with a face in the original mario through mario 3 are basically like people who have been transformed into those inanimate oh, objects God. awesome uh so i mean <laughs> We can start there with a little darkness, or we can yes. we can undark it if you'd like. No, yes to that. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, one thing this is this is going to be my one caveat for this mm-hmm. concept. If we're dealing with fungus and we're dealing with mushrooms in the mushroom kingdom, mm-hmm. one thing that I want off the table is a hive mind because I feel like Ooh. those concepts are so overplayed. Yes. Mm, And they're too easy. So whatever we do with it, whatever this theme that we're exploring, I want it to be without a hive mind experience. Totally. Mm -hmm. Can, can the people, so the, the, the mushroom building people, like, can there be like actual people that do the, the building and they're, they're like inserted into the fungus to do the work. Like they help direct it, but they're not a hive mind. They're individuals. Mm. How would they do that? So like, I, I, I got to go help build this and I'm like a, a mushroom worker and I'm like embedded into the mushroom and I'm I'm physically part of the landscape and I help build it, which would be that weird. That is horrifying. <laughs> and I'm, How I'm, not, are you... I'm, not, I'm not evil, but I'm like freaky, you know? <laughs> How are you not just being consumed by mushrooms at that point though? We like integrate with them somehow. <laughs> like... Are you are you also suggest okay? That's so the triumph. Of, what's that? That's the triumph of humanity. Oh, is ascension beyond humanity? Ability to integrate with our landscape, literally. Okay, uh, okay. okay. I, I think I can support this. So <laughs> they this is necessary because in order for them to live on the the I'm gonna just call it mushroom kingdom. <laughs> Um, you have to, you have to integrate yourself into this massive, like spore colony because there's no atmosphere. You literally cannot live that way. So you're walking around on your source of oxygen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's like, yeah, this might, you know, like this might only be for a couple of generations while they're building this massive second planet. 
Yes. Um, but like, it's necessary because like, look, if you want to live and breathe and like be out there, that's fine. You have this opportunity, you but you need to become a mushroom person. To I love do it. it. You know? <laughs> so you're, that's what I mean by, that's what I meant by life will be very different, right? Like yeah. you, yeah. We, we have the triumph of building a new world, mm-hmm. but Ooh, this yeah. new mushroom kingdom is fucking weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, the um the integration that you're talking about with buildings too makes me think of um yeah. Dawn by Octavia Butler. How like the oh you're right. Kali aliens have like their their spaceship is alive. Yes. And it like it they can them. just like make doors wherever it wants or like make mm-hmm. tables or chairs out of itself. It's like a thing that can sort of mold itself to whatever you need it to be. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Why not that be a thing here? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. I love this idea that there stops becoming such a, uh, you know, a difference between an individual and like a literal thing, you know? Mm. I mean, again, if we want to get hyper political about it, that is literally the commodification of the body and the commodification of the self in a way that is like far more concrete, you know? Mm. Yeah. And you can also, you should really watch. uh, Sorry to bother you. If you haven't yet, <laughs> I have been meaning to watch that for ages. Speaking like, of commodification of bodies, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, I, I love me some cyberpunk. You know, like mm. not gonna, not gonna lie about that. But uh, Daniel, what were you saying? Um, oh fuck, I forgot. Doesn't <laughs> oh, <no>. matter. <laughs> okay. It was to agree with something. I don't remember. <laughs> gotcha. Was it important? <laughs> I feel like. As weird as it is, I feel like we're ready to move on to the twist on this one because I feel like yeah. it, it might give us a little bit of um, of direction that we might need to kind of explore this a little bit further, right? Yeah, I think so too. Cool. So we're going to throw in the twist and that twist is... And the twist is roll another theme and combine it. Ooh, hmm. okay. Interesting. All right, so the second theme that we've got going on here is war. Okay, I mean, that's that should be easy enough, right? <laughs> I, I'm going to say this now. It is not a war between the Mushroom Kingdom and the, and the primary Earth. I'm saying mm-hmm. that now. That's not Agreed. what this is. Yeah, that'd, yeah. That'd, be too, yeah. that'd be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Are we invading another planet or are we building it from nothing? Seems like a barren planet we're taking over. And maybe we like brought the moon down or something. Oh, like literally. Oh, there's like a fungal bridge to the moon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fungal bridge in space. Okay. 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 Wait. So what? What's the? Tell me the thing again. The so the second theme is war. The first theme is a moment of triumph. Which okay. normally is like super easy. You're just like, oh, we won this battle. But no, here our moment of triumph is this ascension into or partial ascension into person slash mushroom personhood, right? Or surviving an apocalypse, an environmental disaster. That's what we kind of done. <laughs> uh, maybe because I, I don't necessarily see this as a post-apocalypse type thing or or an apocalyptic situation. I see well, this as people who are like. We just need more room here. Let's build a second moon on a fungus. You know, like well, that. I mean, it. like if this is set in a in either the present or near future, we're facing climate disaster, right? right. And yeah. being able to create another Earth subverts the climate disaster. So that's why I think of it as mm-hmm. being a triumph sure. of humanity. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's like essentially going to become our our second home. We're going to like transfer yeah. everything over there and then like peace out. I only say that because I don't want to give the impression that we're creating a new human species and that's the, it's an mm-hmm. ascension, like in the sense of like, mm. like you said, like a hive might, it's that we're doing this temporarily to create our new world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's more interesting as well. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then what we're would still the war? war. Yeah. I know. Would that be like <laughs> people who don't want to leave or who like. Huh. Oh, like a civil war type thing. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm not particularly interested in something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like if we're dealing with this like strange concept, right? I mean, it, it seems like it would make sense, like a civil war between those who want to migrate and those who are mm-hmm. being forced to migrate. Like there's all sorts of like imperialist tones that we can kind of mm-hmm. poke around in and stuff like that. 
you know, also I'm getting weird rosewater vibes as well. You mm, know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for, I, but for some reason, it's just not appealing to me right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 for some reason, I feel like I'd much rather deal with like a war that is separate from humanity in some way. <laughs> Daniel, what do you think? I'm trying to think what the antagonist is. Um, and if we're going to say it's not among ourselves, which I can I can go with because it seems like we're setting up something vaguely utopian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the moon because there's nothing in the moon because I have a, to be mm-hmm. a war with. <laughs> so it's not external. It's not internal. Um, if we think of the conflicts in a story, what do we have left? Um, Bowser. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so I don't I, I, uh... Are we just remaking the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> <laughs> but they have yeah. an external enemy, right? Like they yeah. have King Koopa, much, Bowser, yeah. who's yeah. actually a corporate like jerk, right? In this right. in that version, yeah. Yeah. who has taken evolution something or other. So, like, um, I mean, right. it, the setting, the, the other the, like the other conflict is the set is is man against um, nature, setting, right? Right, nature. Yeah. So it could be this could be more of a um, what do you call the story? Um, uh, a slice of life story where it's uh-huh. about. Mm-hmm the existence of these mushroom people in this in this realm Daniel, and uh-huh. uh i hate to interrupt you but yeah. I, I just thought of something so fucking gonzo i have to uh-huh. get out i apologize okay, okay. no totally i normally don't interrupt you like this you might be where we're going uh, it's not i assure <laughs> okay. you it's not okay uh so you were saying like you're talking about modernist themes right like uh-huh. uh man against x right 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 i was thinking like postmodernist themes which uh-huh. is like Okay, what's a postmodernist theme? It's it's uh, character versus you know the author, and I'm like, wait oh, a minute, okay. are they building a fungal bridge to the end of a page and are trying to escape from the book that they are trapped within? <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> what? exactly. Uh... <laughs> so these are now like, I mean, this is again, this is a postmodernist theme where it's uh... like they have become sentient, and once they have reached into this kind of like mushroom hood they recognize wait a minute we're not actual people we're actually just mold growing on a book you and know they what have that to makes me think of that i absolutely that. detest what's, what's his that name um is it gravity's rainbow is that the book oh thomas Pinchon. i hate him <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what it makes me think of. he he writes in such an obnoxious way oh, everything is like, like a symbol for something yeah there's it, no actual characters the, the really thing about thomas Pinchon too is that like he is like politically so aligned oh. with what our ideals are God, but the him. way that he writes is like i just want to punch him in the face yes i just want to just like it's like so obnoxious it's I've, so obnoxious i've so, never read him but now i kind of want to check it out just okay oh. gravity's rainbow is pretty short so that's yeah. where i would start okay. okay uh no gravity's rainbow is a tome i thought i think you're I thinking of think the crying so. of lot 49 is, oh yeah, that's the thing yeah, crying of lot 49 yeah, that's the one yeah, yeah gravity's rainbow is uh, 760 pages yeah. here on no yeah <laughs> so yeah so yeah it's definitely crying of love because i thomas, have that book and thomas pinchon thomas pinchon is the definition of the word loquacious mm-hmm. that's and and like but that is a word i never use slim in terms of his language he was just very sparse in that one which was weird <sighs> You you say that, but even his yeah. like even his sparse language irks the mm. fuck out of me. I can't because it's it's so <laughs> abstract. I hate it. It doesn't mean means nothing. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. We're sidetracking. <laughs> to, to get to what you're saying, um, well, this has been literature <laughs> corner with Rob and Daniel. <laughs> I I like it on a conceptual level, but I I feel like what happens when we take a super postmodern thing like that is it kind of pushes aside all the other stuff we've constructed to make it less meaningful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I like it conceptually. I think it's wacky, right? I don't know if it's weird with a capital W. I don't think it fits into that. I um, think it's strange and weird. Maybe not with a capital W, but it's certainly like, whoa, what the fuck? It's definitely weird with a lowercase. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I would be down down for a version of it that is that, you know? (laughs) All right, let's, so so let's try and addend it. Courtney, what do you think? Do you? How do you feel about this postmodernist take? Do we want to roll with it? Do you absolutely hate it? What are you thinking about? Uh, to be clear, I do absolutely hate it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of in the kind of hate it camp too. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, I mean, I do think it's like interesting, but I feel like it's just not quite for this 
Yeah. You fuckers need to read some Frederick Jameson, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, going back to what I was saying, though, what I was trying to say is, like, if it's man against the setting, then that would mean that maybe it's the rigors of having to develop the moon. And mm-hmm. if we didn't make it a big fantasy war thing, it could be a war of, like, the slice of life, the society, the new society living there. It could be a very small story. Like maybe there's some humans that actually are among them. Actually, well, they can't actually be there because they can't survive. So maybe it's like, <laughs> what is it to build a family on the moon as mushroom mm. people? You know, it doesn't mm. have to be war in the scary sense. It could be a war between two HOAs on the moon that are mushroom people. <laughs> okay, see, now you that know? I'm more interested mm. in. Yeah. yeah, that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, make yeah, it yeah. small scale, okay. right? Okay. HOAs. You you hooked me back <laughs> too. Fucking hate HOAs. So it's like, what if it's like there? There's two neighboring HOAs that are at war with each other, and they are moon. They're they're moon mushroom people because that's the new world. <laughs> oh, and that's and that is so strange. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Also, for for any listeners who don't know what an HOA is, it's homeowners association, and they're generally just like the worst. The worst, like micromanaging yes. your property kind of organizations. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel, I, I, we're rolling with that concept. Yeah, I, 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 I want yeah. to go with two warring HOAs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate HOAs. Kids, if you're gonna buy a single family house, now you can't avoid an HOA when it's a condo. But if you're gonna buy a single family house and it's in an HOA, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't. Daniel, you're talking to people who have no chance of buying a house in their <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> I think know. we're in the clear. We never know. <laughs> There's always a chance that the housing market yes. will completely crash. And <laughs> During the cyborg uh-huh. wars of 2045, yeah. everyone yeah. will be able to buy yeah. houses again. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. In 2045, when our podcast is popular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going to look back on this comment and go, wow, that flesh bag was right. <laughs> I can't believe they predicted the great mushroom migration. Oh my god, this is so ridiculous. See, this is also why I love like our random world building jams mm-hmm. because they're just it's like a completely different like chill ass vibe and I love mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. So so what would mushroom moon HOAs be arguing over? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a shared space, right? Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. that's the only thing where it's like no, that's your responsibility. No, that's your responsibility. <laughs> and it's like they they fight and bicker over like a shared yard or something or a shared like green space or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. green obviously being like in big fucking quotations there. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I would say anything that we would fight over as a normal neighbors, right? You could just mm-hmm. extrapolate that to the weird. <laughs> like we don't yeah. want your we don't want you to build your addition on your yes. your mushroom mm-hmm. land here. It's too too glaring visually, really mm-hmm. contrasts with the the nature. <laughs> your spores are getting <laughs> over my fence, you know? <laughs> Well, that's why I was thinking it's like a park. It's like a park yeah. that uh, that sits in the middle between the two of them. Oh, like a cul-de-sac then, kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. And then that park is literally like a metaphor for a battleground. Or it's the battle like zone, that. right? Because an exactly. HOA, is a, it governs over the shared space. So mm-hmm. it's, it would be the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so dumb and I love it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh I, I think we're good here, right? Like, I know that this, like, the last one definitely, like, was a tangent, but I, I had a ton of fun, you know? Yeah. I mean. Cool. I usually don't care for slice of life stuff, but this could work for sure. Even you, as I think you can stomach it when it's super weird, though. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's where we're going to call it then. Uh, this has been yet another episode of World Build with us. Uh, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. And instead of hearing us roll random dice, we can build your world. If you fill out some simple instructions, it will build it with, within a reasonable amount of time. You know, we, we might need some vacation every now and again to do a world building jam. But that's that's not, that's not next time. That Next time we're going to be doing that elsewhere. Anyway. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter at Let's World Build. Give us a follow, you know, like shout us out, say hi, whatever. If you want to say hi to our direct persons, that's weird. Don't do that. Go to our Discord instead, and you can find a link for that in the description. If you just want to throw money at us for any particular reason, if you're generous, or if you want patron-only episodes, or some other weird third reason, 
Go to our Patreon. A link for that in the description below. That's this episode of World Build with us. Remember that if remember that we love you very much, and we're gonna get through this together. Until next week. 